I'm here outside the Royal Courts of Justice in London. We just wrapped up the first day of what could be Julian Assange's final appeal hearing in the UK. This is the defense's last opportunity to argue before the courts that his case should be heard on appeal once more. The outcome of this case will in fact determine if he is able to appeal or if he will enter the extradition process. The judge addressed the court stating that Mr. Assange had requested to attend the hearing in person. He was granted permission. However, he is unable to attend due to his health. The court began with defense lawyer Edward Fitzgerald reflecting on a summary of the case stating that on January 4th of 2021, the district judge initially rejected the extradition request stating that it would be oppressive to extradite Assange due to his health condition. She cited Section 91 of the UK Extradition Act of 2003. However, on appeal, this decision was reversed based on new U.S. assurances brought before the court. The defense argued that the applicant is in fact being prosecuted for political offenses as espionage is clearly a political offense and this constitutes an abusive process. Charges of espionage have historically been viewed as political offenses and that the courts have traditionally barred individuals from being extradited from the UK to other countries for political reasons or espionage. The defense continued to state that prohibition on extradition for political offenses is an age-old tradition and it's a value that is embraced by the UK government for a very long time. It is also a fundamental protection recognized in international law. The UK government has extradition treaties with 158 countries. Out of those 158 extradition treaties, 156 of them include a provision which prevents extradition for political purposes or political offenses. Defense attorney Mark Summers addressed the court reflecting on Julian Assange's work through WikiLeaks, which exposed high-level state criminality. This point, in fact, went unchallenged during the full extradition hearings in 2020. Summers cited the State Department cables, which exposed extrajudicial assassination, renditions, torture, dark prisons, rogue killings, and this evidence was in fact relied upon by several foreign courts. Summers continued to discuss the work of WikiLeaks and referenced the Guantanamo assessment briefs, which disclosed the fact that detainees were renditioned and were also tortured in Gitmo, the Afghan and Iraq war diaries disclosed torture and war crimes. Assange was in fact invited to the EU Parliament and the UN to speak about this work. This of course put him at odds fundamentally, morally with the US government and thus because the charges are stemming from these publications, the defense argument is that Assange is being tried for political reasons, and this is in violation of Section 81 of the UK Extradition Act of 2003, which prohibits a person from being extradited due to their political opinions. Mark Summers also posed a series of questions or points in which he questioned why did the US government decide to prosecute Assange at the time that it did in around 2016, 2017, due to the fact that these documents were released around 2010. What does this have to say about the states, that is the U.S. government's motivations or intentions? And why did the U.S. government choose to indict in 2016 and 2017? Now we heard in court today that the International Criminal Court or ICC in fact intended to investigate the U.S. government and the responsible parties as a result of the WikiLeaks publications. This of course was going to upset many people in Washington. 
shortly after the ICC announced that they would conduct an investigation in which they, of course, would have to rely on Mr. Assange for this investigation. The U.S. government and U.S. officials began to publicly refer to Mr. Assange as a political actor. Summers went on to cite case law indicating that prosecuting a journalist for espionage is unprecedented and it's also an unforeseeable offense as no journalist has ever been prosecuted for obtaining and publishing classified material. This would be the first time for this to happen. This is also in violation of Article 7 of the ECHR or the European Court of Human Rights according to the defense which states that no one shall be punished without law, no one should be held guilty for a criminal offense if the act was not a criminal offense at the time in which it was committed. All right, and that's it for today's report. We will be back at the Royal Course of Justice for the second day and the final day of Julian Assange's potentially final appeal hearing domestically in the UK. I'm journalist Taylor Hudak reporting for Activism Munich, and I'll see you next time.